Okay, so we are recording. This is episode 509. Nine, somehow. And I was like, Smut Smollier. Just call it Smut Peddler. Because <laughs> I don't want to say the, the fucking name wrong and people be like, oh, you said the word wrong. Or, uh, no one's going to say that. No oh, I one know. listens to the show, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I know there's at least a couple people that do. Like, there was a dude at Anthrax. Anyway, let me get to the. Let me get started. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Southpaws, episode 509, Smut Peddler. Yay! I'm Saverin. I'm Puzzle. And I'm Shiva. And we're back from. I'm back from Oklahoma and various other misadventures. And uh, we're recording remote once more because, yay, plague times. They just never end. Welcome to, what, March 300 no, 670th or so? It's been a while. We've been mm-hmm. at this a while. Oh, so how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm, I'm actually having a pretty good week. Now that I think about it, uh, I'm in training in a, uh, a new position at work. My days have been short, which is nice. They're like six and a half, seven hour long days with like an hour, 90 minutes for lunch. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's been pretty chill week in that regard. But at the same time, it's also an absolute ton of new information, new systems, new procedures to learn. And like we haven't even gotten to all of them yet, but I'm going to start working on some stuff like right away. So it's a good thing the days are short, actually, because it's very much stuff a ton of information into your brain. So it's kind of, you know, mentally taxing, but uh, it's going well. Apparently I'm picking it up pretty quickly. So that's that's actually been kind of, uh, you know, I've been sort of enthusiastic about that. So that's that's about all I've been up to. Dog and I have been watching Star Trek movies because he hasn't watched most of the uh Star Trek, well, the Star Trek films at all, and very little of the original cast. So we've gone through two, three, four, six. We watched seven tonight, uh, and I guess we'll continue our way through the next generation films now. Oh wow, you've really been plowing through that, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been like, like every. Every day or every other day, we've been doing one of the movies at the same time, keeping up with stuff like uh, Book of Boba Fett, uh, which we watched yesterday or the day before. And that uh, the new episode is really, really good. I've been meaning so, yeah, to watch, watch that watch one. Stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's on episode like uh, four or five. Chapter five, I think it's up to this season. So, yeah. I haven't yeah. watched any yet. Like plus, there's it's, all the Mandalorian. I'm not. I don't. We don't have Disney Plus, and we never really engage with it. So it's like there's all this oh, stuff okay. to watch that I haven't. Yeah, like if you somehow get access to watch it, I mean, start with um, the Mandalorian. There's two seasons of the Mandalorian, and then it goes into uh, Book of Boba Fett, and okay. a lot of the characters cross over between shows. So it's. It's definitely very much a shared universe uh, kind of thing that they've set up. Very Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched Foundation. Oh, um, that was a good that, show. It's good. Yeah. It's, I feel like I need to watch it again. Like, there's a lot to absorb. It, pr- it probably stands up to a repeated viewing. It is very well made. Yeah, and there's a lot going on that you can go like, wait, what? To... Mm-hmm. But we watched that first season. But the good thing is with like Apple TV shows is they pretty much 
automatically picked up for two seasons unless they like really sucked which i think only one show got that treatment so mm-hmm. foundation is getting a second season um the show we watched recently alcapulco which is a comedy set in las colinas an alcapulco uh resort and it's mm. like mostly spanish language mm-hmm. uh it's it's a it's a cute show it's a cute little comedy and uh we finished watching that, and they're getting another season coming up soon, eventually. So, yeah, like, uh, yay for media, huh? <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Apple TV shows, I, I recently watched Dr. Brain. Oh, that was a, a weird Korean show. Korean science fiction show. Yeah, I actually, actually quite enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Yeah, we um, watched oh, it. And um, Archive 81 on netflix is like a must see that was really good well damn i guess i've watched a lot of tv lately. <laughs> i mean what else are we gonna fucking do yeah i mean yeah to play video games i mean i've been yeah. kind of i isolated a little bit this week because like i said i i got back from anthro expo um yep. and like i made sure to covid test before i left the hotel to know if i was going to be able to like do i get to come home or do i need to stay in a hotel and then right. like, I came home, and then I tested again on Wednesday, and that came back clean. So I'm good there. Like yeah. I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was sick, but still I made sure to double test. Cause... I mean, people can be asymptomatic, so yeah, you're. It's definitely a good idea to test and isolate if you're positive, just to keep it to yourself till it goes away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let me let me tell about a little bit of Anther Expo. So like you know, picked up the books from your place like what two two thirty ish on thursday on thursday right. like and then just kind of beelined it up there i well not really you know i stopped at the bucky's got a drink picked up some beaver nuggets you know the mandatory shit then i stopped off in norman because <laughs> when i went to pull out my duffel bag <laughs> yeah. from to that i was going to take with me to the con i found that i didn't unpack it from fiesta 2020 oh my god so my con book was in there my the bag you know the info bag my challenge coin my my nice leather travel medicine bag toiletries bag and uh sampigo's dakamakura that i'd purchased from one of the vendors at tff 2020 and i was like holy shit oh wow so cool it's like a time capsule it it was it was a (laughs) gift from my my past self I was just going to say, past Saffron has sent you a present. <laughs> and so I, you know, I did the, the needful and finally took the old Luna Dakamakura off that I got, like, way back in the day and put mm-hmm. the, you know, sexy otter girl one on. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I tucked it into the bed and left it there because I was going to be gone all weekend. Um, but I also <laughs> discovered that I had in my toiletries bag a bunch of condoms that... Uh, expired in late 2020 <laughs> not that i was expecting to use them or anything but it was like oh these are not useful anymore so i was i you know made an excuse to stop by the adam and eve store in norman just to spend a little money there didn't get to see the guys this weekend because they were busy and that's fine mm-hmm. but you know got out to the hotel on thursday night got all the books down to the table got it 99 percent set up sent photos to you and Tiran fuzz and just kind of got everything ready. Like it also turns out that I hadn't seen Guardian in person since TFF 2020. So like I hadn't seen him in nearly two years. <laughs> that was wild. But you know, 
the the folks at the con were very nice the staff was very very friendly they were like oh we're so glad you came back and you know because i guess people remember me from 2020 mm-hmm. got all that set up you know morning rolled around had breakfast with guardian got up to the vendor table just and just started slinging books people came ready to buy like they had lists or they just had like a bunch of money in hand and they picked out like a pile of books and said these um so people were very excited to to be back at a con i mean i don't blame them i was too mm-hmm. uh, but one thing the con was doing too you know they're acquiring either a recently test within 72 hours or vax cards so that was nice and they were also heavily enforcing masking in the con space good, like, i good. barely saw anybody nose dicking let alone anybody without a mask so mm-hmm. that was nice people were there and they behaved which is good and like i didn't get to like I basically attended the convention from the vendor hall. <sighs> Unfortunately, like that many people in an enclosed space still freaked me out a bit. So I was like, I didn't go to any panels or anything. And like, I primarily vended. That's how my, that's how I interacted with people at the con this weekend was from behind the table. But again, it was really pleasant. I super enjoyed it. Like I felt more on and active and just raring to go than I have in a long time because, hey, I'm behind the table doing something I really genuinely enjoy, selling people Mm -hmm. pornography. And people weren't, you know, very friendly. They came to buy books. I only had, like, a couple of interactions that I would have considered weird. But you get that at every con. Yeah, but, like, it was very low amounts of people being weird. And, you know, met a couple people that listened to the show, old-time listeners, uh, furries from Fiesta who hadn't seen me since then. So, you know, mm-hmm. I did run into people that knew me or I've met before and talked to, and that was nice. Um, and all things considered, it was just a very pleasant expenditure of my weekend. Like, oh. I was tired by the end of it, but that's just because it's having to be on and in customer service mode for that long was tiring because I hadn't done it in two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least I was in a friendly audience, you know. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. Like, I ended up picking up, a, like, a print and stickers for UFAs and a couple mm-hmm. prints for Ajax. I got Denotive's new CD single, Chimera. Or Oh, cool. Uh, he, he came up and ran into me while I was vending and was like, hey, man, I just wanted – I didn't see you at the show last night. So, hey, I want to make sure if you could – wanted to, you could pick up some CDs. So he's like, yes – because, like, when I saw him in 2020, I basically bought one of everything he had at the table. Because it was, wasn't that much. It was, like, two CDs and, like, a tape, I think. Just mm-hmm. sort of a, hey, I remember you from the horse days. I will support your musical endeavors. So that was nice. Him and his uh, wife, I believe. So, yeah, just drove real nice time. And then Sunday, I got packed out and just drove straight home. Like, it was a little... Uh, it was high. Con- it was a big contrast between like I'd been at the con all weekend, everybody was masked and giving people their space, and you know, seeing just the diversity of furries. And then mm-hmm. like I stopped at the Quick Trip in like Gainesville or whatever, the first one across the border that we stopped at the last time, Fuzz. And yeah. like I was literally the only person with a mask in that entire packed ass gas station. I was like, uh, ah, back in Texas, back amongst the quote unquote normies. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel I really needed that because, unfortunately, shit is getting real serious with my parents. 
So now to bring it down a little bit. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I think I may have mentioned this on the show slightly, but like my dad's health has not been good for a while. Um, and he was officially diagnosed with uh, cancer. Um, he has non-Hodgkin's T-cell lymphoma, which is a very serious cancer. And it went pretty much unchecked for almost a year. Like he'd been in and out of the seeing doctors and stuff for a while, but they'd never caught the idea that it was cancer. So he's currently in the hospital and has is beginning the first bits of chemotherapy. Um, this just means that it's going to be on me a lot to help my parents out in the near future, both at Weatherford and at HarmonyCon and at Fiesta. So, like, in addition to any other shit around the house I need to do, it's really one of those things that, hey, like, well, my parents have hit the elderly stage of life, and I, as their lone local adult kid, uh, gets to help them out a bunch. But lucky for them, we have a very good relationship, so I'm happy to do that. Yeah. So it's put a lot of things into, like, perspective, I guess. Or it's like, when, when you don't have this kind of heavy shit, you can be really concerned about, like, the big, puck, the big picture, right? And then when you've got a little bit of trouble, like, you know, corona, it kind of has to shrink your focus. And now it feels like my focus is literally just going to have to be on, like, just my parents and my home life. And it's making it kind of difficult to give, like, half a shit about what's going on in the world when you've got, hey, my parents are not healthy and I have to help take care of them. And I'm sure yeah. you, you relate to this, Fuzz, and I'm sure you've dealt with this too, Shiva. And I'm sure people listening to this have too. But it's just like, ooh, it's big boy season, I say, as I'm 38. Right. So that, that's kind of my sitch right now, depending on what happens, like, Depending on what my dad's doing around the time Harmony Con rolls around, I might just end up tabling for them solo, recruit one of my pony people to assist. Mm -hmm. Just depending on, like, if... Because if my dad is not in the hospital or not in some sort of, like, care thing, my mom will probably need to stay home to take care of him. Because if he's on chemo, he's going to be weak as shit and need help. And yeah. Yeah. it's probably going to just fall down to me running the table for them at Harmony Con, and I might, I, I might have to do it at Fiesta. And that's going to be real fucking interesting, given my role. Which is, hey, it's a good thing I've been recruiting new people to uh, assist. So, yeah, that, that's kind of my, like, uh, Anthro Expo was a real, like, woo, one last hurrah kind of thing. Except not really. But just like, hey, I'm, I'm choosing to do this. And the next few steps are probably going to be because I have to do it, you know? Right, yeah. Um, but hey. Do one for you, which I think was a good idea for your mental health. I think it helped you a lot, and it was something that you needed to do. And it was a lot of fun. Like, no lie, yeah. I like furry cons. I felt I was back among my people. <laughs> like, for all my misgivings with a lot of how the online furry community can be sometimes and how, like, quick to pull out the knives... Like, when you're in person at a con, people aren't like that, and they're just there yeah. to have a good time and vibe and buy some books. Like, you know, the real thing is, is, like, the internet is not the fandom. The fandom is the people around you, and the people online just kind of intersect with the fandom. But, like, it, it really comes down to the people around you that make it, you know? I'm just kind of like, I see just clout chaser weirdos talking about hot shit that happened years ago. Be like, hey, remember such and such is bad after, like, a four- or five-year-old beef, and I just blocked the people. Because, like, yeah, the furries at the con, they were nice. They didn't give a shit. They were there to buy books. So that's been kind of my deal. 
hopefully uh, your your lives are being a bit less exciting in that regard. <laughs> so far, no parent health issues known currently. That always can change, but not yeah. currently. Yeah. We've all been locked down. So, like, we're all kind of keeping clean of COVID best we can. Yeah, um, my whole household has basically gone back into, well, we're going to have groceries delivered, DoorDash occasionally. We're all working from home. My work is back at work from home full time. Um, Even if we were going into the office right now, the funny thing is they don't have a desk for me in in my new position in the new office. So... (laughs) I got it. I just curl up in the corner with my laptop. I guess. But, yeah, uh, it's like, all right, you folks, know. you need to go and sit in the break room. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, hell, I when I was in the office uh, before it closed again, I actually took my interview in the training room. <laughs> took my work laptop and set it in there. And you know, my my boss at the time recommended it. She was like, you know, there's there's no training this week, so you know, just go use the training room. Because totally understanding that you you don't want to take an interview in your cubicle when there's other people around, you know? <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're all working from home and uh trying to stay healthy, um, I guess. Same old, same old. I'm I'm past the parent health worries stage of my life now i just have to worry about my own damn health and you know mates healths and stuff yeah it's a concern because my blood pressure has been up a lot lately and i i think it might be the stress of new jobs starting and also omicron spiking and being back in lockdown but you know i'm hoping that that gets under control at some point yeah yeah I've been having stress dreams. I've been having a lot of stress dreams. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple that are just like plausible but nonsense type things, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. shit, you know. Uh, I'll tell you an amusing one because it's very related. Uh-huh. Um, occasionally I have convention related stress dreams. And this one was I'm walking through a hotel. And I'm walking through a parking garage and I'm walking down city streets and I'm walking through another hotel. And basically I'm trying to get to the the dealer's room, the, the convention center at Anthrocon. And I just keep walking and walking, walking. And there's always more turns and more hallways, just, just endless hallways and different things. And it's just I'm trying to get to the dealer's room and I'm never getting to the dealer's room. Just uh, Hotel maze. Yeah, like hotel maze, and then you go outside, and you're in a parking garage, and then you have to navigate through a parking garage, um, you know. And I've I've had it where it's like you 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 know how some cons will have like an artist alley before you get to the dealer's room, but it's like the artist alley is like a maze. So there's people there with tables, and they're all trying to get you to. They're like like hawkers at a bazaar. They're all trying to get you to buy their stuff, and you're like. I'm just trying to get to my table. The, the aisles are all like super narrow and everything. So it's like really stressful. Uh, but I've had that dream like a bunch, like just recently, but a lot over like the last 10 years, if I'm worried about uh, conventions. And then I also I have a recurring work related dream where it's like it's the first day of a new job and I can't find my desk and I can't find the building. And it's. Sort of like one of those hotels that has like 
two different towers. So they have like, you might have like floor 30 and it's like, but it's disconnected from the floor 30 in the other tower. Uh, this used to happen at FC was at the Fairmont. So I'd be like, oh no, I can't get to my new office over here. So I have to go back down to the lobby and, and go over through this other series of tunnels to get to the other side of this huge office complex. And it's my first day at this new job and my new boss is going to be like all pissed at me. And I, yeah, so those are probably pretty common. Um, I'm sure, but. <laughs> They are they are not hard to figure out what those uh, what those dreams are about. <laughs> Mine just tend to be like, man, I hope no overly online weirdo is a dick to me, mm-hmm. and they never are. But it's always a concern. Keyboard warriors. Yeah, or it's yeah. like you, you blah blah blah. You know, or like trying to get up my ass over a book we're selling or something. It's like this book by Mish is about a frat boy getting drunk and banging all the dudes, but they're like, we're still straight, though, and that's X, Y, and Z. It's like, this office comic, they're all fucking in the office. That's sexual harassment, you know? Or, you know, take take any book that we have. I'm sure someone can find something get up your ass about, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, like, real innocuous shit, like, oh, waterways, it's teenagers can't be gay otters, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of, uh, like, people really, there were some books that just really flew off the shelves this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, we sold all the Red Rescue comics that we took. We sold mm-hmm. most of the art books, except for a couple displays. We sold all the Cheetah Paws art books, a bunch of the calendars. We sold all the copies of Tower and the Fox by Kyle Gold that we had, um, which made it very hard to sell the subsequent books in the series. Yeah. We sold... Most of the San Picos art books that we had, uh, a couple of the, like, down to, like, one or two left of the Rue Dragon art books. Like, it, people just were, some things just flew off the shelves. Um, there was dudes that were very excited that you'd gotten distribution copies of Heat. Oh, yeah. Uh, sold a couple copies of Anubis Dark Desire, the collection. Because, like, people would come up, like, older furries, and I'd be like, hey, check out this time capsule. His stuff was printed first printed in 2002 yeah and now it's in color yeah and it's like hey check out this traditional pen and ink and watercolor shit that's older than some of the furries here <laughs> it's good stuff for sure so uh the furries though have uh, come up in the news shifting oh, topics no. yeah um, yeah where republicans are liars conservatives are liars. That's what they do, and they're very good at it because they make up shit and then just say it and bots share it on the internet. And the yeah. most recent one, there are two particular incidences of it that furries are being accommodated in schools. We have gone past accepting trans children when really we don't really accept trans kids in schools, especially given all the bullshit thrown towards them regarding sports. But in the culture warrior mind, they've found the next step of the slippery slope, and that is, well, we've started giving accommodations to trans kids. Well, now, what about the furries? What if the furries are getting accommodations in schools? Have you guys heard this at all? Yes. I have, yes. 
There's, this is the litter box thing, right? Well, litter box, and also one here in Texas, where they're claiming that they're lowering the lunch tables for the furry children to eat on their hands and knees like a dog would. So we have, in Michigan, people claiming that they're putting litter boxes in the bathroom for the furries to use. And in Round Rock, Texas, we have a conservative fuckhead also claiming that we're letting the furries eat on their hands and knees in the lunchroom. Now, of course, they can produce no receipts, no proof, no names of the schools doing this, but of course, motherfuckers believe it, and they then immediately go straight to transphobia, because of course. And yeah. it's really weird, because is it 2004 again? Are furries the internet's joke? Because that's really not the case anymore. And when these dumb fucks post about it, they get people both defending furries, going, that's stupid, and furries are cool, and actual furries being like... Yes, that's totally what's happening, haha. Ha. Or people like me going, that's true, I am the gay furry communism instructor. We're going to make the bourgeoisie yiff in hell. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's just really weird to see this come up. Because, like, furries of all things? And, like, the school district in Michigan was saying, it's incredibly saddening that I even have to put this out here. But no, we're not putting litter boxes in the bathrooms. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh like in the, it's like but that's only accommodation for feline furries what if they're like canine what if they're like bears they gotta go out to the woods <laughs> what if they're uh i mean honestly you know they're a fox they have to go dig a hole somewhere it's forage for berries Remember, and... it's like that that headline or news article or whatever years ago that said that furries were digging holes in the woods for berries or something yeah <laughs> That's what we do. That's why all of our conventions are near forested areas. You know, so that people can do their business as the animals do because that's how people roll. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm quite sure that even the most like hardcore Therian does not like go shit in the wood or use litter box. But these people have to like come up with just completely blatant lies, and people have to spend a little bit of energy to go. That's fucking stupid. Shut up. <laughs> I have, you know, why are con- we even having this discussion? It, it cons for the weekend. I, I have to live the way my character lives, you know, to like fully, let, like, like feel the experience. And if you've seen commissions of my character, you know, he doesn't poop. There's just a tube going from his mouth to his anus, and it's usually being filled with cocks. So yep. I, I just don't go to the bathroom. For like four days when I'm at a con. Yeah, totally. It, there's doing the other combinations for furries. Uh, there's another one like they hiss. The furries are hissing at people. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, and it's and, and there was actual teachers replying. They're like, "That's not a furry thing. Children just hiss at each other sometimes. Like kids pretend to be animals all the time. It's just that some yeah. of us never stopped. Exactly. It's like a major fucking part of childhood. I mean. You pretend that the floor is lava, and you jump from couch to couch like a cat or something, or you bark like a dog. Like kids do crazy shit like that, like all the time. It's not abnormal. Yeah, some of us don't grow out of it, I guess. But people saying that, like, oh, kids were hissing at school. It's like, yeah, and yeah, and when I was taking classes at TCC there was a kid who was who was really nice he was very autistic who wore his naruto hand headband every day to class that i saw him mm-hmm. but do, do they have to like 
they didn't make shit up around him. And again, this the kid was nice. I talked to him a few times. Like he wasn't he was just a big weeb. Right. But it's not <laughs> like he was demanding special accommodations. So he has to have this particular type of ramen or it's we <laughs> weophobic, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> it's just yeah, it's just it's really stupid. It's um, you know, and I've seen some uh, um comparisons to this online it really is in a lot of ways callbacks to satanic panic type shit where they're they're trying to create a concern and a panic about morality whole cloth out of out of nothing you know there's nothing there and it's just all a method of control and it's a method of kicking out a, a boogeyman to to make an enemy of and like yeah the fact that like a lot of these conservative tweets and stuff devolve into transphobia like super fucking quickly it's really obvious but especially it when it's when it's focused on the bathroom it's yeah. so obvious that they're trying to like make this a wedge issue like you introduce something truly out there and you get enough people to actually believe it and you roll it back, and then you're like, well, if you think that's bad, they're letting boys in the girls' bathroom now. And they're like, oh, we have to pass a law about that. Yeah, because they just say the phrase yeah. or the slippery slope that comes after trans kids. And it's like, no. But the weird thing is, is like if they'd done this 20 years ago, they might have a bit of a foothold. But nowadays, furries are so well-known. And like people are like, yeah, furries run the internet. And it's not even like a joke. That yeah their thing has absolutely no teeth except for the most gullible Facebook dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just bizarre to me. I mean, obviously they have to do culture war at all times because they know that people don't give a, sh the people don't like them. Like they have to rile up their base constantly with the most egregious of lies and then use that to distract from them doing dumb shit or evil shit. And usually both. Like, you know, we've had two things this week where Fox News is getting mad over the fact that they made the green M&M less sexy and they gave Minnie Mouse pants. Yeah, so I only recently saw that there was some kind of concern about Minnie Mouse. It was like, so what exactly happened with her? Well, first of all, it's a total fucking nothing burger because... They have alt art of characters all the goddamn time. Donald Duck doesn't look the same in every cartoon, and he certainly doesn't look like his normal self in Kingdom Hearts. Like, characters have right. different outfits, and it varies yeah. both by the year, the era, and the country. Because the yeah. Italian Disney comics are different than the French Disney comics, which are different from the American comics. But, yep. you know, because they can just draw the characters in different designs. So they're getting mad that they gave Minnie Mouse a jumpsuit, like just a purple, like, ladies' pantsuit. They're oh, making okay. our mouse unsexy. When you said a jumpsuit, I was like, you mean like a tracksuit? Is she Russian now? Yes, she she's doing the Slav squat and going all <laughs> cheeky-breaky. Oh, my God. After Sarah playing so much Dark Off, I know what that is. So you like cheeky freaky psycho by that, uh, just singing that song from uh, the, the, all the stalker videos. But no, it's just it's it's Minnie Mouse. Uh, they they put a different design on her, and 
the the M and M, the green M and M. She no longer has boots; she has sneakers. And all of this is, of course, to distract people from the fact that, well, Nestle was being sued for child slavery in Africa, so mm-hmm. they had to distract people with, "Oh, we're making the M and M's woke," you know, cheerless non-binary candy, because they have to know that the green M and M is a girl. Otherwise, they don't want to fuck it. But here's a secret. The green M&M is trans. In the original depictions, she was a green peanut M&M. Now she is depicted as a green original chocolate-only M&M. What happened? She got the nut removed. (laughs) Yeah, I saw saw a trans person saying that online. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, (laughs) But... Yeah, it's cultural bullshit to distract from uh, the fact that they were getting sued for child slavery in Africa, but our shit-ass Supreme Court was like, no, actually, you can't sue them in the U.S. over it. You have to sue them in, like, wherever in Africa they were doing the child slavery. So that's not great, but sexy M&Ms. And this, I was reminded of the fact that people want to fuck the green M&M because some motherfucker had uploaded not one but two pieces to E621 in the past 24 hours, and I saw it with my own two eyeballs. (laughs) And I'm like, well... I've seen worse, but also, uh, this isn't hot. I mean, people wanted to fuck the insurance mascot so bad that they actually retired the character. There's like a ton of porn of her. Which one was that? He's uh, the sexy pink haired spy girl in like the, the black, black, like like a black widow looking spy outfit. Basically. Yeah, they're kind of drawn in the style of the B- Batman animated series, kind of. Yeah. People drew so much porn of her, they retired the character. <laughs> but they also kind of did that to Tone the Tiger. So, you know, if your mascot's too sexy, we're going to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, they really they really didn't like us coming after Daddy Tony. <laughs> and the, the bit with Minnie Mouse, too, is like, hey, we're going to get people mad about, oh, they're changing this character, therefore something, something cancel culture. While, like, we have actual school districts in, in Kentucky banning uh, mouse by Art Spiegelman, you know, the uh, Holocaust memoir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I have to assume with my galaxy brain that they're, like, trying to do some sort of false equivalences. It's like, yeah, the school district canceled these mice, but guess what? You canceled this mouse libs. When, obviously, that's not the case. Nobody canceled anybody. Yeah. The schools banned mouse from being school curriculum and trying to ban it from the school library, which caused an international outroar. Versus Tucker Carlson... Being mad he can't get upskirt shots of Minnie Mouse, and I'm like, motherfucker, commissions are cheap. <laughs> There's like th- several hundred pieces of Minnie Mouse smut on E621, not even talking about Rule 34.XXX or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, go to Hentai Foundry, Newgrounds. I'm sure you can find some, like, weirdly misshapen mouse pussy. Well, the, the problem is Tucker Carlson probably thinks a JPEG costs like $180,000 and doesn't true. realize, you know, that you can commission people for a lot less than that if you don't make an NFT. You know, he wants the Minnie Mouse NFT with, you know, with the NFT sense for nice fucking titties. And honestly, there's only 613 pieces tagged that way on the 621 and only 17 of the Mrs. Green M&M. So clearly he's just trying to bump those numbers up. Then you have people like Pixel Kitties doing arts. Like, I'm healing the national divide by giving Minnie Mouse pants and a skirt. You're welcome, America. (laughs) Yeah, like, that was just, it's silly, but, like, anybody that 
thinks about it for half a second kind of understands this is just a game they're playing oh yeah yeah to distract because like hey there's some actual heinous shit but we're gonna get our rubes mad about cancel culture around candy and we're putting the mouse in pants what happened to femininity in our culture type bullshit it's Mm -hmm. honestly exhausting like i i installed a new add-on it's both on chrome and microsoft edge it's called called calm twitter and what it does is that it basically deletes the entire right sidebar and it (laughs) hides the explorer hashtag explore tab and when you click when you're looking at tweets it doesn't show the well in chrome calm twitter does this it doesn't show you the number of replies until you hover over a tweet so you only see the tweet in its rawest context and not that somebody made a post that has like "Ooh, there's a billion replies i gotta see what that is and so i installed that in chrome on my macbook air and so this weekend i'm just having a just kind of scrolling through twitter in the evenings because i wasn't going out to room parties or anything um and like just looking at tweets in their just rawest most native form is there a ratio going on here i don't know until i hover over it if it's not something i want to see what's happening i don't feel that need it's an add-on called calm twitter if you're on microsoft edge the add-on is called calmer internet and it also it does the same things more or less to Twitter, but also modifies how like Instagram shows up, which I don't use, but also YouTube. So that when you went when you go to YouTube, it only takes you directly to your your subscriptions. When you click a video, it doesn't show any of the right sidebar, watch next, associated videos. You don't like start watching video game stuff and then get suggested Jordan Peterson on the side. And it mm-hmm. also stops you – it also stops auto-playing another video after you finish watching the first. So it limits the functionality of YouTube so that you don't end up falling down their, ra- their algorithmic rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. And if you just want to watch a video, it's fantastic. Like it's called Calmer Internet and it's for Microsoft Edge and I'm pretty sure it also has iterations for Firefox and Chrome. But it has made my Twitter experience much nicer mm. just when casually browsing. It also hides the, uh, like, it makes it so that it doesn't suggest you uh, follow topics. It doesn't, like, it just stops Twitter's intrusive bullshit. It's nice. So that's my one cool thing for the week is that ways to make Twitter less intrusive. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it does. I wish they had a, well, maybe they do. I don't know. I mostly use Twitter on the app for iPhone. So I'm wondering if there's, like, some sort of other app I could install that would, like, reduce the functionality of the twitter app um my go-to app for phone is tweetbot um Mm -hmm. it's a small yearly fee but like no ads like it automatically hides replies that well it can be iffy because like it automatically hides replies that twitter has deemed low quality or from accounts that are quote-unquote low quality um so you'll only see like the top replies to some tweets and then you look yeah. at them later on desktop and it's like, oh, there's a lot more tweets here. It's just that TweetBot doesn't show me them. So, like, it's slightly limited in that regard. But honestly, mm-hmm. like, there's often not a lot of utility in seeing those tweets. Yeah, we, that's true, definitely. But, like, yeah, you you got you to gotta fight your urge to look further at the dipshit comments. Yeah. And, um, and that is a real problem that I have where I'm like... 
oh, there's going to be some fucking hot, stupid takes in the in the replies and the quote tweets. And um, there, there always is, and I'm always disappointed. And, uh, yeah, I really need to fight that urge. <laughs> it's does not make the world a better place. And honestly, like I, I was saying, like I feel like Twitter is such a stressful place that like if I just deactivated my main and kept over to my little teeny tiny private smut island, mm-hmm. I would probably be much happier because <laughs> I wouldn't right. be seeing all the bullshit. Because yeah, yeah. I've got my own shit to worry about and I just have to like text my mom more often because that's how she sometimes like Oh, I need to call. I need to call Saverin, but I'm not sure if they're awake. Oh, they've posted a tweet, so I can see that. You know, <laughs> how, mm-hmm. how does my mom keep tabs on me? It's like, have I tweeted yet today? You should just register an account like, "Is Saverin awake?" And <laughs> you know, once a day, you just tweet that, and then your mom's like, "Okay, I can call." Just you. tweet. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> well, because yeah, like right now with my dad in the hospital, I need to keep up with him. Like That's I totally, called them before yeah. we sat down to record to see how my dad's doing. Which I mean. He got in the hospital yesterday, but still, it's like, oh, oh shit, how's it going? You know, the problem with getting having elderly parents is they're elderly parents. You know, they're both past sixty five now. That counts. But I'm lucky in that I have both my parents right now, so that's good. What else, guys? How have you guys been doing? Anything exciting going on in your worlds? I mean, we're we're revving up for fiestas in fucking sixty days. Fuck's sake! Yeah, it's starting to eat my life as it do. Like you're mm-hmm. gonna have to to stock up on on books, fuzz, and I'm sure you're having yep. to do a lot of prep, Shiva. Yep, it's dealer season. Yep. Uh, well, my uh, my new boss approved my time off, um, so that's good. There's a, a I was looking at we have a shared calendar for PTOs so that we can see who's off whenever and like there's. Like when you're off, someone has to be your backup to handle your shit if there's like a, a an important thing or whatever. Um, and the other furry on my team already has the days off in March scheduled. That uh, I was like, oh right, I need to go ahead and put that in there. And luckily, they were approved. So like both the furries on the team will be off that <laughs> those days in March. And uh, hmm, and then there's like four furries on the other team. <laughs> They're going to wonder what's so fucking amazing about that weekend. Wow, we have a lot of people out of the office this Friday. Huh. I wonder what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it's better than than by than years ago where there was literally like six of us on one team or something like that. So it was like a big chunk of people would all be out the weekend of Fiesta. <laughs> it is a mystery. Yep. And none of us are uh, are going to explain it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I'll have to. Um, I, I just now today went out in the garage, got the cash box, counted it, and deposited the the cash sales money into the bank from Anthro Expo. Um, the the books are still in there, so they need to still be post convention counted and, and moved back into the stock room. And then I guess we'll uh, we'll see where we're at book level wise. Probably place a pretty big stock order uh, for TFF. But like, if something happens and for whatever reason the con doesn't go forward because shit really hits the fan, or you know, 
I, I don't know, the entire Texas government suddenly flips 180 overnight. The books won't go to waste, you know. We'll, uh, we'll just keep them on our shelves at home, fill future orders with them. Um, we're also, uh, we also have our tables from Anthrocon, which have been rolled over from the 2020 convention. So we got approved for 2020 and then it was rolled over to 21 and now it's rolled over to 22. So we got at least two cons, you know, that, that were, uh, confirmed to be at, um, in the rest of the year. But and we're going to apply to a couple more, but I think this is going to be a light con year for us. Like we're not really going to push to go to too many because things are still very uncertain. Um, and you know, we've been tending to play things like really pretty safe. Like, I don't know if it's too safe, but I don't think, I don't know if there is such a thing as too safe. I don't think we're at the paranoid level, but you know, oh, we tend to be taking this shit seriously, even though we're vaccinated. Um, it, it is, uh, speaking of vaccines though, it is good news that apparently Moderna is starting to do clinical trials on an Omicron focused booster shot so sure. you know it, if, if that works then that could you know hopefully not knock down omicron's spread um quite a bit you know that that would help i mean if it's so, gonna it's like oh it's gonna give me 5g and kill me in two years fucking sounds like a winning combo to me you know sign me up <laughs> yeah i mean at, the, at this point covid's gonna kill us all the first you know it's like you're either going to get COVID or you, know, you keep getting the, the boosters, um, you know, and for, it seems like for like the, the vast, vast majority of people, if you're vaccinated and boosted and you get COVID, you, you you end up fine and you don't have long-term damage. And that's not a hundred percent solution, but it's, it's a bit of peace of mind. It's better um, than what we had, you know, two years ago yeah absolutely better than what we had but these fucking dipshits have really got to get on board you know we need something like 85 percent of the population to be vaccinated in order to stop it from spreading and mutating and spreading more and you know i think we're hovering nationally somewhere in the 60s right now or something like that so it's like it's not great speaking of vaccines um so another fucking Marvel actor came out as a complete fucking dipshit. Uh, the actress who plays the Wasp in Ant-Man and the Wasp, she's anti-vax now, too. It's like, fucking dipshit. Yeah. But apparently they let Letitia Wright back on the set of Black Panther Wakanda forever. So, you know, maybe she got vaccinated or they made some kind of excuse for her. But the fact that like um, these two actors play scientists and they're, they're anti-vax and I'm just like, Oh, come on. Fuck it. It's just, it's just disappointing. <laughs> uh, especially at and this it, point, this far out, like, come on, man. Um, Cause there was like this big old rally. Not even, it's just, it was, they were like, Oh, it's going to be 20,000 Patriots. It was more like 3000 bunch of dipshits yeah. on, up in DC. Because, uh, yeah. it turns out it's pretty fucking cold in January. Um, so, like, for some reason, they, uh, didn't have a big turnout in January the, in DC. The, the January 
weather in D.C. has literally killed one of the presidents. Like, yeah, it's cold. <laughs> like, it's it's gotten cold here, but not that bad, at least. Like, yeah. but, I've been having to bring my plants in a bunch, but they're surviving so far. Mm. But we've... Everyone's still real worried, like, oh, shit, are we going to have another February ice storm again? Ah. Like, everyone's yeah. looking at, like, next week it might get really cold again. And everyone's like, oh, shit, is this going to be it? And meanwhile, our fucking asshole governor is like, hey, we want to bring a bunch of fucking Bitcoin mining Yo. to Texas. Oh, because this- that'll build up uh, his theory, his ridiculous-ass theory, is that that will build up our electrical infrastructure in order to support all this Bitcoin mining so that then when we need the extra powers, uh, the extra power to deal with um, a weather emergency, they can just uh, slow down or stop the Bitcoin mining and we'll have all this extra capacity. And it's like address the already fragile gr- grid. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, I'm sure these Bitcoin capitalist cocksuckers will very kindly oblige the government in, in shutting down their operations when we have an ICE emergency. Like, that's not how capitalism works. He knows that. He he doesn't care. It's all about the body. It's all about the fucking grift. He's like, who fucking cares if your abuelita dies in the cold? You know, these guys gotta sell their cocaine beanie babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally over NFT stuff. Fucking um, block. Uh, so Bryce Dallas Howard, she's a director. I think she might be an actress too. She directed last week's episode of Mandalorian, and I was like, oh yeah, I recognize her name. Found out today she's getting in on the fucking NFT gam. So I just blocked her on Twitter. Yeah, like, eh, there's been a few you. people that are like, oh man, like the dude that acted. Is Shaggy in the Scooby Doo movies? He got into that shit. Gwyneth fucking Palcaro, you know, she's so fucking uh. great and smart with her goop line. Like, wow, who thought an amazing grifter like her would get into a different grift? Fucking monkey mm-hmm. shit. And that like, is absolutely on brand for her. I'm disappointed about Matthew Lillard, though. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's been a few more. Like, see, like Paris Hilton went on. The Tonight Show with whoever's fucking name is, and they had this really awkward conversation about their monkeys, and people are like, hey, they probably violated some laws doing this. Not that I expect anything to happen from it, but it's like, hey, there is some illegality going on here. Wait, Uh, with them talking about it on The Tonight Show? Yeah, because it was like basically an undeclared ad. Oh. Um, Hmm. Because it's being seen as an investment, so, yeah. Yeah, but it's like they're giving it, quote-unquote, investment advice in the guise of an infomercial on a TV show that might violate some rules. I don't fucking know. They're rich. They can get away with whatever. But it's still just like, it's so many of these weird dudes getting into it. But now that Twitter is given the NFT integration and the actual Mm -hmm. fucking accounts have the hexagon, you can. there's actually people that have made... Uh, add-ons for like better tweet deck to automatically mute slash block the people that have the actual uh, API flags for NFT users and it's I wish people wouldn't do this because like mm-hmm. I've seen people that have hexagon avatars and I click on it and it shows up as a circular frame 
So it's like yeah. you're just fucking around. But I almost blocked you. Yeah, no, I almost blocked the fucking trans left activist the other day. And when I, because I saw the hexagon, and when I pulled up her profile, it was a fucking hexagon inside a circle. And I'm like, I appreciate you're trying to be like, ha ha, I have a hexagon and I'm not paying Twitter for it and I'm not using a real NFT. But like, at a quick glance, especially if I'm on a desktop and I have one click block and if I'm in a particularly salty mood about NFTs at that moment, I'm not going to bother to go to your fucking profile. Yeah. The only reason I did was because they had like a, a gay pride flag icon in their username. Yeah. And I thought like, maybe they're not a shitty person. Did that maybe they gave me pause for, for a moment, but like it's funnier when people actually have used like the other shapes, like like Dragonier put theirs as a Twitter as a as a triangle. And then there's oh. other people like in the shape of the Twitter bird, or like they've done various things to make it not a hexagon. Which right. means like obviously it's people taking the piss, not oh, this person's an NFT user. Yeah. So it's like you're playing with fire for those of us that have like itchy Twitter fingers. Mm -hmm. And it is nice though because I see – because both for Planet, you and uh, Dragoneer for FA has been like, yeah, we're not going to fucking deal with NFTs. Fuck off. And getting a lot of positive feedback. Yeah, that – both those tweets did numbers and I I was not expecting that. You know, I saw FA as as a, you know, major – uh, institution in the fandom put out that tweet, you know, and me and Tyrion and Ajax are always talking about how much we fucking hate NFTs and how terrible they are for everything. And we'd all watch that, that two plus hour documentary on it by foldable human, which I, I'd recommend. It goes deep into the weeds, but it's, it's very informative. And, um, I was like, you know, I already retweeted the FA. I'm just going to put out there that, yeah, we're, we ain't fucking with that any either. And, like, I'm dead serious. Like, uh, you know, on, on my other accounts, I'm already, like, blocking celebrities whose work I previously enjoyed if they get into NFT shit. If you're a fucking furry artist and you get into NFT shit, and, like, we, then we're not going to work with you. And if we're already working with you, then we can um, consider that relationship over. Because I'm not, I'm not supporting that. If you're a furry and you support NFTs, um, you do not get access to the fandom's uh, goods and services. You know? Yeah. I feel the same way about fucking Nazis and white supremacists and other super shitty people. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I will block fucking liberally. Yep, and you know, thanks to add-ons like one-click block, you can just do that, and occasionally you get a bit too happy, especially if you're like going through the quote retweets of a person's thing, and there's a bunch of shitty gamers up in there. Twitter will log you out after you block about 500 people. Then you just have to log back yeah. in and be like, "Fuck you, Twitter! I need to block these gamers." <laughs> yeah, um, like there's there's a couple of accounts that I just blocked everyone that followed them. Yeah, not, like mil- not some of the big million people ones you know if i fucking block everyone that follows tucker carlson then twitter's gonna like ban have you. 
have a seizure and lock my account thinking something shady's going on. So I'm sure he has millions. I mean, of back in the day, prior to them breaking uh, Twitter chain block, I did block every single person following uh, Glenner. Nice. It was 134,000 people, and it took a long time to do it, but it successfully went through. Um, and then, not surprisingly, uh, Twitter broke that API and made it so that it could automatically block like 500 at a time, and then it would log you out. So they basically made it impossible to like break these networks of harassment. Because mm. if you are dealing with an account that deals with a lot of harassment, if you block everybody following them, that just takes a chunk out of that network. That can bug right. You. Yeah, yeah. It's it's self defense at that point, and uh, you know preemptive for, de- preemptive defensive first strikes, uh, mm-hmm. and so you end up with situations where you know you end up somebody trying to harass you or harass somebody, and if you just can't block everybody efficiently, just to completely gut that entire vector, then you know you have to do things manually, and that's like. Ugh. But yeah, Twitter, it's fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, it can it be fun. Is. Like, it can be great. But, like, this NFT bullshit. And, like, I've, I have to come to the conclusion that, like, the vast majority of the people shilling for NFTs online are just bots. Like, if you just search for key phrases, they're constantly reused. The accounts are only following other accounts. It's literally no different than, like, the fucking MAGA bots or the Q bots that were being run. And mm-hmm. the Twitter just hasn't cracked down on it because it's making them a little bit of money. Like, it's engagement. Like, I don't think it's conspiratorial to believe that if you search for welcome to the fam, those exact mm-hmm. words, and you get like 10,000 hits of literally just that or variations upon it, that's not actual users. Like, there's a very small number of people that are doing this NFT garbage, like less than 400 quote unquote wallets that are active in the market, of which, like, the top 90% are owned by just this tiny fraction of people. It's all a fucking pyramid scheme. We've been over this in the past, but like Twitter has zero desire to actually deal with the bots. Like if you look the term NGMI, not going to make it, which is one of their cult in-group terms. Like you'll find a billion tweets with that, just that phrase and reply, you know, Mm. you, there's so many like repeated things that if you just search, you'll find a billion instances of the same phrase being used over and over and over and over. And it's just a bunch of bots. Like, it's so bizarre that Twitter is letting it go, but because they're actually getting money from people that actually do want to use their fucking monkeys as their icon, three bucks a month, they're literally disincentivized to do it. Yeah, it's, you know, I know we have no fucking hope in hell of the cracking down on nft bots when they once they added the whole oh if you want to use your nft as a profile and have a special shape you know you could do that with twitter blue and it's like yeah they're they don't they're not gonna fucking get rid of this scourge anytime soon so um so there was a, a short story that i read last night it was written by the guy that, that does the foldable human uh youtube series and he wrote it while he was preparing his two-hour presentation on nfts and it's uh it's not even science fiction because we have all the technology now i mean i guess it's a speculative fiction it's sort of a here's where we'll be in five years if everything ends up on the fucking blockchain and it, it's real bleak 
but it is super well written. Um, it's on his Patreon, but it's a public post, so anyone can read it. And uh, it's a it's a really good story. So I think uh, people should check it out. I'll, I'll I don't know if I sent a link already to the show notes, but I'll go ahead double check that. So that's my one cool thing this week. Um, Karen linked me to that story, which is cool. Let's see. I've been playing Timberborn. It's a builder uh, sim where you're playing beavers. Oh, fun. God, that sounds cute as hell. Yeah, everything's made of wood. Aww. You build little lodges and all this other stuff. It's just a base builder like SimCity, but it's stupid fun. I was itching to play a city builder. Sarah suggested this, and I've been playing it nonstop since. Sounds cute. So just beavers? Yeah, just like instead of humans running around building things, you've got beavers. It's all beaver-themed. That's fun. Are they big brown beavers? Yeah, little brown beavers. I was thinking of the old song. Why Nona's got a big brown beaver? Okay, I guess that was before y'all said. I guess, I yeah. I, I'm just kind of like, what? <laughs> okay, it's it's a song. Sorry, Grandpa, I, I don't know what you're you. talking about. <laughs> From the 90s? <laughs> I, I'm kidding, I just don't know. Okay. The, uh, I have no idea, I'm clueless, I hadn't heard that one. So the, o- the only thing I've really been playing lately, like, is um, I sat down and played a game called Nobody, Ch- Nobody Saves the World, which is a fun little... Kind of, it's a lot like Zelda, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. You're like this little dude who finds a magic wand and gains the ability to transform into various various forms. It's a little, a very actiony little game. Like you first get the ability to turn into a mouse to shrink down, and then like when you level up a bit, doing the missions the game tells you to do, you unlock the ability to be like a guard or a ranger, and then from the ranger you can get to be a chance to be a horse or a slug. And, like, the forms you take are very random, but it's a cute little game that I've been playing. Um, it's on Game Pass. Uh, let's see, there's... <laughs> the new Pokemon game comes out today, and everyone's, like, alternating between, oh, this looks terrible, and, oh my god, I want the big Pokemon to step on me. So that's fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this... The new Pokemon game, Pokemon Legends Arceus, it's like an action game, but like in the game, they're new. T- they added some new variants and new designs for the Pokemon, but also they added quote unquote alpha Pokemon, which are much larger on the world environment. So, you know, kind of like how in WoW, Shiva, the main characters are like a billion times taller than the player characters. And yeah. we end up with massive Jaina and Ultra insert character here. Um, so there's like giant Gardevoirs. And giant low punny, and people are like, "Oh, holy shit! Step on me, mommy," which is very <laughs> oh my funny. God. I mean, obviously, it's separate groups of people getting mad. Um, like the there's you know because nobody hates Pokemon more than people that play Pokemon games, mm-hmm. and so much like the people that hate Doctor Who the wor- the most are Doctor Who fans. So there's that group of people, but then there's the the artists that are just like, "Oh, here's a like extra big titty Gardevoir! Wow." I'm excited. Thanks for making big Pokemon, Game Freak. <laughs> so your Gardevoir can be even more Dommy Mommy. Oh my god. Here, I'll I'll put a link because, you know, we're all adults here. Look at that. Giant Gardevoir titties. 
very important quality content on our audio program. My God, this, those are fucking huge. Yep. This is the Pokemon? Yep. Yeah, I can see why people are like, step on me. <laughs> yes, extremely large titties out. Um, so it's just one of those things that there will be lots of art of big dummy mommy Pokemon, I'm sure, or larger than usual Arcanines, pick your pick your poison, or in this case, pick your Pokemon. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing people play it if they're going to play it in good faith, rather than just be like, "Oh, this game looks like shit," because I'm not interested in that. Ah, um, uh, bullshit! You're looking forward to the E621 content. You're fucking right. <laughs> but yeah, so the the post that we're all going to make a short story. The other thing, what's the foldable human monkey art? <laughs> What's, what's the name of that video? Because I've seen it, but I haven't sat down to watch it. I've been doing other things. It's a two-hour-long it, video. It, it's, it's something like NFTs are fucking horrible, and here's why. I don't I don't remember the full the full title of it. Let me... Uh... Yeah, it's Dan Olson, Foldable Human. Um, line goes up. The problem with NFTs. I'll make sure to include a link in the show notes, because I'm sure some of you have seen it already. But for some people that haven't somehow, there will be a link in the show notes. So you can access it, you know, watch it from your phone or, you know, pull it up on the internet. We can have Fuzz retweet it from the podcast account. I'm sure if yeah. you haven't already retweeted it from your uh, uh, I may from have. Planet account, you know. Um, let's see what else, guys? Because I mean, it's uh, it's past ten o'clock. We're old and tired, and we're actually past an hour of thirteen at this point, which is kind of amazing. What we're else? Just bullshit. Yeah, it's it's nice to get together and chat. Like, but man, I'm just tired. That's what happens when you when you get old, right, Fuzz? Hey, I say it's hey. the youngest person here. <laughs> You're not that far behind us anymore. Oh, I know. You know, I'll, I'll get there. Hey, I actually, I'm starting to get gray around the temples. I was brushing my hair the other day, and I looked at the brush, and right in the middle, there was this fucking just pure white hair, and I was like, you son of a bitch. Nothing I can do about it. Like, I, I'm doing better than, like... You know, my dad's hair went white around the same time, but like I have more hair than he did at his age at the same time. So, like, you can thank your mom for those genes. Yeah, and my grandfather on my dad's side, he was bald by the time he was early twenties. So, I've I've got mm -hmm. most of my hair, even if it's starting to go a little white. You know, Panthers getting white around the beard and on his temples, and I think he looks very handsome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm okay with all of my. Salt and pepper. <laughs> yep, you know we we talked about being gray muzzles. Well, I mean we're now showing it. Oh, totally, totally. But I've been a gray literal gray muzzle for years, though I've had a lot of uh, salt in my beard and in your veins. <laughs> uh, salty from the yeah, internet. yeah. It's all from the internet. I, I have to drink more water to dilute all the salt in my yep. veins. <laughs> though I do have to say that the uh, Shiner Sea Salt and Lime, not bad. Mm. No, I've got some of those. Pretty good. Even at Rim Temp, it's not bad. I went by uh, Town Talk last week prior to going out to Anthro Expo, and they had uh, Shiner Christmas Cheer, the case, the 12 packs, for 8 bucks. So it's I have like, to say, that speak of you going places, uh -huh. I'm really amused by how much Panther liked Wild Fork. Oh, yeah. So, like... <laughs> Tell me about that, because I had not heard of this, and you guys were raving about it in the chat. So, it's a company locally. Um, actually, work recommended it as, like, this uh, good place to get meat for doing barbecue with. You mm -hmm. know, briskets, all that happy hoo-ha. And I was having problems, I think I was 
gang of turkey or something for uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, I remember that. Them. Yeah. But basically, they'll it's same or next day delivery, and they got like high quality steak, chicken, all this other kind of stuff. And then I know Panthers bond of steak, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything that I've made from there has been excellent. Mm-hmm. But it's all like flash frozen. You know, it, it's really good quality stuff. Okay, and, and it's that actual. It's not just delivery. I guess it's a physical yeah. location. It's a Savern went there today. Yeah, there was one over by seventy five, and I saw them building the one that Savern went to. It's up in the colony off uh, one twenty one. Yeah, it's straight up Josie. Um, so I got in delivery from there, but I hadn't been into their store before. But okay, yeah, because we were driving up because we went and looked at some houses up that way today. Um, none of them are winners, um, but. We saw that, and Panther was like, oh, shit, what's that? And he had him look at the website, and he was like, they've got this and this and this and wow and this and that. And he was very excited. So on the way back prior to getting home, um, we stopped by there because I was like, I'm pretty sure they're open. And he's like, oh, let's go. I was like, let's get you some hot dogs because, you know, he loves hot dogs. But we ended up getting like 87 bucks worth of meat, and it was actually <laughs> a not in not insignificant amount. Because they have because yeah. the fro- they have like the frozen, there's like multiple types of sausage and a couple steaks and some hot dogs and this that and the other, and the prices are actually comparable or better than Porter Road, which we've been getting. Um, Porter Road's deal is that they don't freeze some of their meat, so you have to get it like they only ship certain places and they ship you with like a shitload of dry ice and frozen ice packs to get it to you in time. But like the prices mm. are better than Porter Road in many regards. Like their hot dogs were like four bucks a package as opposed to eight. And you get six in a package as opposed to four. Um so we're like, this is local, we can drive to it. Um You can eyeball it to pick out your food instead of like, well, I guess I'll get this. And like they're like, oh, they have swordfish steaks for it's twelve dollars a pound, but you look at the actual swordfish steak and they're like a third of a pound. So do you want to try fucking swordfish? Here's five bucks. And they have their exotic meats. They had elk and bison and wild hog and foie gras, which don't want to touch that stuff. Um, that's mm-hmm. a very unethical food. Um, alligator. Then they had a bunch of like prepared, like ready to cook salmon with butter and various other things. They had calamari, which is just like this shrink wrapped tentacles in a box. And I was like, oh, okay. Can't have those, but. It's yeah, a, that, it's a, won't that kill you? I don't know how squid goes for you. Uh, it's in that family. I would have a very bad time. Okay, no ten, no tentacle porn for Savern. Yeah, it sucks because that's that's pretty cool genre. Depending, um, it's like, what happened? Oh my god, a fox ran into a, a tentacle monster, and what happened? They were allergic. Oh no. Um, but it's not that big a store. But they've got a bunch of. They've got, you know, pork and lamb and beef and all this other stuff. They have some entree side stuff, um, desserts. They have little, like, gelato and various pies and stuff you can get. But, yeah, it's up there in the colony off of Josie Lane. It's actually not that far from you, Shiva. Yeah, I drive right by it when I go by work. That's how I saw it. So oh, Y'all are making me hungry. Damn. Meat. Well, Meat. Whenever we can actually Meat. get together again, I will. we can get some and I can cook some steaks. Yep. Yes. Mmm. Meat. We got the meats. So, like, we have 
uh, we have some of the last Porter Road Order, and then we have some, uh, we have this new stuff, and so we'll have to compare and contrast. Though yesterday I cooked us up, um, a pork tenderloin with, you know, potatoes and carrots that we have, like, half of it left, so. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's frozen, so it'll, it'll be there as long as we don't lose power. Knock on wood. <laughs> Yeah, like, as long as we don't lose power, it's like a, an actual thing to worry about here. In February uh, in Texas, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Governor Abbott. Ah, oh, hat hole. Yeah, Fuck that guy. <laughs> in unison. Yup. <laughs> uh, did we really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just you, like, I uh, said asshole, you said ass Fuck that guy. Ah! Yes. Um, Another cool thing that is coming up, um, it is a show on Netflix called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. It is You're you're joking, right? No. Okay, so it's the actress. Oh, it's parody. It's a true crime satirical mystery show that comes Hmm. out uh, by the time you're listening to this on Netflix. And it's called The Woman on the Street Across from the... A woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Mm. And the main actress is Kristen Bell. She was in Deadwood and a couple other shows. Uh, but mm. I listened to the interview for that today while walking Adam, and that sounds really fun. And it starts tomorrow. So I'll probably give that a shot. Oh, and also our other one cool thing, Fuzz, our Steelbook, mm. Steelbook Blu-rays of interspecies reviewers from Right Stuff Anime came in. Yes. And the little book. <laughs> um, and it also has the soundtrack, which uh-huh. I haven't popped into anything to listen to see what actually is included. But it's just like, yep, this Blu-ray, this show that was so controversial that Funimation dropped it after three episodes because they didn't know what they were getting into. And it was too horny for even most Japanese uh, stations to run. And that Fuzz and I had to watch a fucking Pornhub with Taiwanese <laughs> subtitles is now in our filthy, filthy hands with English yes. subs uncensored. Because <laughs> totally going to check that out. <laughs> heaving elf titties <laughs> and angels getting banged by hyenas. Yes. Absolutely my jam. <laughs> yeah, it is an extremely, it is literally like smut, but it's fun and good natured <laughs> and fun. And, uh, the, the introductory price for the series was like $69.69 because, of course, which is not bad for a full series Why, Blu-ray, Steelbook, mm-hmm. Music CD. It also had a little uh, like book that was probably like a scaled-down version of one that was sold in Japan because it has like the storyboards, but they're in really, mm-hmm. really low resolution because it's this tiny little like DVD case-sized book. And yeah. like I imagine like if it was in full scale, it'd be more interesting because it has like the full storyboards of the series. Um it has some like bonus comics in the back and stuff too. It's just one of those like haha, yay for transgressive yeah. art. The three little the three little manga, um they're three manga shorts in in the back. Uh they're they're actually quite fun. Um I've read them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I flipped through them up. Because I was like, what's all in here? And it's like a bunch of teeny tiny pictures. Ooh, and some background art and a few comics. Now, the background art is really nice. Like, some of it is very bisexual lighting, and some of it's kind of, like, you know, very neon-y and sort of noirish. And you know, it, it makes you really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It, it really makes you appreciate the work they did on the backgrounds in, in the show. It's like, yeah, the tits are amazing, but look at that castle. 
Yeah, totally. Um, or yeah, this scene is where like you're getting to fuck basically a magical marionette, and you get to pick and choose your body parts. But wow, they did a lot of background work on that. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so that, that's that's a it's one cool good. thing. Hopefully, we can get together and do a quick rewatch of the series. Pants optional, right? No, totally. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's, that's not how we roll. But yeah, that that's cool. Uh, so why don't we like wrap it up, guys? It's like ten twenty. Um, we've been recording for about an hour and a half. I'm gonna have to edit this up and get it out. Um, you, you were like, please, please let me go. Please stop making this longer. Well, I mean, y'all are the ones that gotta wake up early in the morning. I don't necessarily have to. Yeah. Well, true. I have I got... to get up when Adam is like, hey, I'm tired of sleeping on the bed. Let's go outside. Yes, yes. Oh, shit. I said the word. Adam has been activated. <laughs> You're doomed. Yep. Well, he's he's asleep in his bed next to me, but he, I said the word and he perks up and looks at me like, you said it. I'm going to mm-hmm. hold you to now it. Now you're now you're committed. Yep. My poor little man. He was so sad that I was gone for five days. I was oh, told I that like he slept on the bed for the first night, but then the rest of the nights he slept on the couch watching the door because that's what he does when i'm late getting home from doing stuff is he sleeps mm-hmm. on the couch and positions himself so that he's laying with his head down looking at the front door the and world's saddest dog yes i was like oh baby i'm so sorry but of course when i got home he immediately forgave me right he's like holy shit you're back i love you yay and oh that's that's good <laughs> and then he was like velcro to me not that he's ever not velcro to me but like he was more velcro than usual Mm-hmm. yeah That's, gotta hold on to you in case you leave again yep i mean we left the house twice today to go see the houses and got lunch today and i didn't we weren't even nice enough to bring him fries the second time how dare you yeah we're the worst uh so um you can email us southpodcast@gmail.com. you can Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash southpodcast. It's like a tip jar. We like it. If you can give us some money, that's cool. We like money. Um, if you go to forplanet.com, you can buy some books. Buy some books. Buy some books. You can also go to baddogbooks.com. Get yourself some ebooks. And Fiesta, holy shit, is in two months. Oh, my God. Uh, so that was Fuzz screaming himself into the void. Like he just, You just cut out completely when you did the ah. That was hilarious. Oh. and uh yeah so we're gonna keep on keeping on and we will hopefully talk to you guys next week so on that note good night and buy books yeah